from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Only one of those people on that entire list showed up, and that'd be me. Oh, I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> Bill George is out in the woods. Jonathan's up in the woods. Mike's out at uh, out on the water in Homosassa. Carlos, I don't know where he is. Glenn's out in the woods. Everybody's out in the woods, except for me, Bart, and Tom Free. I'm sure Tom Free would be out in the woods today uh, if he didn't go get it all out of his system last weekend. Went out, I, killed I'm, a bunch I'm, of turkeys. I'm tagged and out. I am tagged out in the state of Florida. Done early. Get her out. Get her done. But now you're gonna. You're heading out. To, uh, I'll be heading to Missouri in a couple of weeks uh, to chase Easterns. Big fat Easterns. See if you can beat that Iowa record. Bring it back down to Missouri. No, we've we finally, you know, have got uh, the turkey numbers up enough on my place that uh, we can take a few off of there. We had uh, we had some sort of virus a few years go through and wipe out the local turkey population, and then we had uh, two two uh, nesting seasons where we had thousand year rain events. You know, two years consecutively, so our recruitment on our poults was practically nothing. So we had to just, you know, stop turkey hunting and, and work on habitat improvement and bring those numbers up. And we finally have gotten to where we feel we can take, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to, we in Missouri, you know, we can kill two birds just like Florida. Uh, but me and uh, my partner, we're going to, we're going to go out there and uh, take one bird a piece, try to take one bird a piece off my farm and leave the others to, uh, to, gr- to grow some more turkeys. And we, and in Missouri, we can, uh, we can harvest hens during deer season, but uh, on my farm, uh, you know, the hens they produce the eggs, so they are completely off limits to, uh, during the during that season. As Mister Kerry Lights, he likes to refer to him. Those are my baby makers. Don't be shooting yeah. those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. When I go, I go. You know, Mister Lights, you got like ninety does standing in this field. No, Is those... it all right if I shoot a couple of those? <laughs> no, oh, no, no. those are my baby That's, makers. Well, you see, you I've shown you the pictures of of the does standing in my fields. Yeah. Does does are not. Uh, <laughs> are not uh, off the target list. Uh, you know, m- m- uh, Dr. Grant Woods helps me write the prescription for managing my property, and he is always on my case about harvesting more does. You know, uh, this past year, uh, he wanted us to take thirty-five, at least 35 does off the property, and I think we got 22 total. That's because uh, I didn't go. Yeah. Yeah, you know, well, I've invited you, but you're always, you know, you're you're not a built built change you to the chains you to the store floor yeah, well, uh, during true. hunting season. That's and you know what? That's <laughs> and if you think about anything in the retail world, uh, what's the worst time they let uh, for time off? It's yep. hunting season, Thanksgiving. Yep. You know, all the sales, all the things. Uh, fall especially, sand, especially if Christmas. you work in an outdoor store. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're like double pooched, man. It's like you got to come down with COVID to get two weeks. <coughs> I'm not feeling good. I think I might have a slight fever. Wait, think you might have COVID. Don't come back to your tested. Okay, I'm going to go get tested in Missouri because they got a better system out there. So uh, <laughs> you're, uh, all, go you're always there. welcome to come out with See us. See you in three weeks. Well, now I I got to ask you because. Uh, kind of as soon as you started talking that way, it made me start immediately thinking of the mentality of the FWC 
You've given your turkeys what two years to uh, get back to three the pointer? years. This is this three is years? this is our third year that just of, of where we just did we have not we have not hunted turkeys and you know we sort of uh, we have a loose cooperative of neighbors and you know they're you know private individuals everything up to big commercial cattle. Uh, operations and everybody reports the same things. The number of turkeys they were seeing was just had just dropped to nothing. Yeah. So uh, we all kind of agreed that we were going to kind of lay off them and 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 let them come back. And you know, uh, the biggest thing was just the habitat improvement. You know, I was sitting at about ninety five percent closed canopy. And turkeys need those need those fields, and uh, so I did a big uh, glade restoration project, 110 acres, and uh, turned it into really prime nesting. And I think that really was the the, the on my particular piece was the what what turned it around. Well, I know that in the state of Missouri, if you have a, a large plot of land that you're going to open up like that. Uh, they'll come and actually help you with uh, well, prairie grass and native uh, flowers and stuff. There are a lot of programs that you can participate in that will they will help you. They'll pay come f- plant the darn things. They'll, they'll help you pay for that for the everything from equipment to seed and all that. the The only thing is that you kind of open up your property to them coming on whenever they want to you know inspect things and see how the bees are yeah, doing on so, your own yeah so i uh, you know i tend to prefer to do things on my own so that uh, they don't have any reason to uh, to come on my property well i mean uh, that right there alone uh, <laughs> if you put the native grasses and uh, wildflowers well, and stuff those those turkeys well, will come we, back you know, bugging it, and we, when you when you when what we did was cut down 110 acres of red cedar that you know and red cedar you know they look pretty but they create a biological desert Ask underneath Bart. them <laughs> so yeah. So how many hours did you spend cutting cedar, man? Uh, if you, Too many. If you yeah. cut, if you cut a, if you cut a cedar below the level of the first limb, it will not regenerate from the root system. So we cut them. We let them lay for two years, and then we burned. We, we did a burn that you could see from from outer space. It was awesome. Much. The drone footage was killer. Uh, and. <laughs> The seeds that had been, you know, those those trees have been growing thirty or forty years, and locked in the in the soil was an incredible seed bank. That as soon as that fire hit it, uh, we had wildflowers that hadn't been seen on that on that glade in forty years. That's blooming. crazy, isn't it? And you know that we're just waiting for that sunlight and water to be able to hit them. And that's, that's nuts. And the wildlife there. that is utilizing that now, the turkeys, the deer, you know, all the songbirds. Uh, Everything, uh, it's just it's it's amazing what you know turning that 110 acres from you know cedar a cedar thicket into a into a into a glade because a glade is like a natural food plot a natural drought resistant food plot so it just really is an and it brings in it. everything yeah everything I mean everything from insects turkeys songbirds whatever you can think of it'll all bring it in but of course uh, you know you're a bloodthirsty uh, you know killer of animals so yeah, it really know. doesn't mean anything so. I'm just I, saying. You know, uh, <laughs> the the funny thing was when I when I bought the place in Missouri and all the locals found out. You bought out, that how many years ago? Five, uh, seven, uh, almost five? six years ago yeah. now. Uh, all the locals, including the you know the Missouri conservation officers, heard that there was somebody from Florida moving in. So I got the scrutiny from the local the Keep local guys because they thought you know it was some kind of maniac from Florida that was going to shoot everything that moved and not pay attention to the Grow game some laws. Pot, get a meth lab going. <laughs> no, no I actually know. had to clean the meth lab off the property when I bought it because you know, there was there was one in a in an old abandoned trailer. <laughs> you know what's really wow. sad about that is the first time I ever uh, hunted Missouri. I, I went online and I applied for my license, or at least tried to get some information on it. 
I ended up going to uh, Wally World and getting it there with every other local in Clinton, Missouri. I stopped on the way and bought it. But the first thing that came up was a warning about stumbling upon these items in the woods. Oh, yeah. And it was a list of, uh, you know, hoses, this, that, and the other. If you see this or rusted this or that, back out of the area slowly and report it to local law enforcement. And I was like, dude, I'd, I'd never... I'd never heard of this stuff before in my life, and they're like, "Well, there's apparently there's a, a lot of meth labs out in the you know the wilderness of Missouri." Yeah. And I yep. was like, "You got to be unfortunately that me. unfortunately that is true." That's scary, man. Well, well uh, one of the nice things that me, that uh, the Department of Conservation out there has done that you know as a landowner that's trying to make these improvements, uh, I, I cannot buy in you know in state tags because I'm a Florida resident, but they have uh, they have a non a program where non resident landowners can get discounted. Uh, deer tags and, and turkey tags to hunt their own their own property. That's so nice. They're they, you know they're 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 trying to work with us. Well, that's a good thing. Going a good direction. All right, we got to take a break. You guys, hang on. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. It's gonna get good. Stay right there. We'll be back. Singing Jimmy. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Barton Blair, Tom Free, and uh, Diego. Uh, we were talking a little bit uh, about uh, Tommy's uh, property prep that he's been going through, but it was so funny because you brought up the cedars, and uh, I'm sure you had lots of heavier machinery and stuff to get it done, but Bart, I remember, how long did you stay out at GMAW's cutting cedars? Were you out there for like a year? Yeah, a year, I was out there for years? a year. Uh, <laughs> most of it was chainsaw work, and uh, then they got the uh, skid steer squared away. They had the cutter on it, and that's where. No, we that we uh, this was all all chainsaw because if you disturb if you disturb the soil, you can also release a lot of weeds and things sure. that you don't want growing. So the 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 less you disturb the soil on these projects, the better. So it was it was chainsawing them, just chainsawing them low and falling them, and then letting them sit for two years and dry out because uh, cedar has a, the sap. If you if you try to burn a cedar if it's too green that sap actually acts almost as a fire retardant, and you'll end up with all these cedar skeletons uh, littering the landscape. So you really have to let them dry out real thoroughly before you burn them. Otherwise, yeah, you it, let it them lay like for two years. Two I years let them lay on the for two years. And, that's that's and, talk about patience, man. Hey, <laughs> yeah, tr- trust me. Every time, every time, I, you know, I, I would stand there and look at it, going, I just want to drop a match, and yeah. and and Doctor. Woods was like, be patient in two Can't years. Can't we just put diesel on this and just <laughs> no. get it over with? Get it over with. Yeah. Well, now I remember the days when I would I would call Bart and say, how are things? Like, man, I've been uh, just cutting cedars all day today. And I was like, what are you doing all that? Woody goes, dude. You can't give this stuff away here. Nobody wants it. No, no. I mean, you would think no. that somebody would want cedar. unless uh, out there, unless unless the the uh, the base of the tree is about 
uh, eight to ten inches. It's not a, 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 com- a commercially viable cedar tree. Exactly, and yeah. that means you got to let it grow for twenty years almost. Yeah, it was yeah. a lot. Of, it was a lot of cedar fence posts. Yeah, um, and when they get and when posts. they get real tight, packed in like that, they they don't they can't uh, grow to their whole potential. So you have That's a bunch. Right. Of, you have a bunch of trees that are four to six inches around that nobody even nobody even wants to chip them for mulch. The big Christmas so, trees. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So they're useless. So you you cut them and you let them lay, and then you make a hell of a fire. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, the fire is absolutely that was the yeah, best. And that's I had to be real part. Had to be real careful when we did that because I didn't want the headline to say you know retired Florida firefighter sets Southern Missouri on fire. <laughs> that, that 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 would not have been a good look. Burns half the Mark Twain National Forest <laughs> to the ground. Yeah, that'd be a bad day for that. Now I got to ask you: When you burn cedar, does it keep the bugs away for about two years? I, uh, you know, or does it? Uh, I, is it I, not? A, it's a natural insecticide. So once once you burn it, you know, I because I asked uh, the biologist, I go, you know, because Missouri, you know, the one thing that they can grow probably better than any place I've ever been are ticks. And I'm like, you know, if I do a lot of burning and burn, you know, the, this this habitat where we have a bunch of ticks, is that going to, you know, reduce? And they go, no. Unfortunately, the ticks will be back just as strong next year. I, I never could understand that. They, 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 yeah, they try to say that, you know, some uh, varying opinions, but it seems to it's from what I've seen, uh, the the more uh, you know, the ticks just in Missouri will just eat you alive. You have to be real careful out there. I, know. I got lucky. I never, they never. I was always I out know. in the winter time, so I never really. I know had to so many people it. out in Missouri who've got li- who who have Lyme's disease from from tick bites. It's really? something you really have to be. You have to be that's careful they're out, out there, there getting those morels. You know, that's the big thing out there in the springtime, man. They're out there. Oh, I, I wish around. I have I have scoured my property every every inch trying to find my, you know some morels and. Uh, well, you're for you're more I, southern. Than yeah, I'm southern. Going. Yeah, so it, I I I don't have them. I, I almost I almost want to like you know buy some of the you know those those spore kits that you can grow your mushrooms in your house and and start you know just try to start some growing just to those see if things, it'll work yeah because those things, i love there's nothing better than fried morel mushrooms i've never eaten one. Oh, they're delicious they're you've had they're, them they're, they're great they are awesome yeah. well, you know you know I, i'm not a big fungus fan you know that i just i just there's something not right about it <laughs> It all depends. Well, you may have it's like those burgers, you know. They're like, get that uh, portobello burger. They're great. And I'm like, hey, it just tastes like I'm yeah. chewing on a weird rubber band. I don't like it. I don't. I don't like it. Are you yeah. all right there, Biggie? Yeah. Hang he's, in there. He's choking I'm, I'm out. Working on it. Choking. He's choking, choking out. He's choking <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, uh, but I wonder if he could do that. Don't you have to? I thought they had to be like underneath oaks or something. Or, yeah. Well, I've got you know, I've got heart. You know, uh, most of the most of the trees on my property, other than the red cedars, you know, I've got uh, white oak, red oak, black walnut. Uh, so you know, I've got the I've got the right. Uh, the right mix, but you know, for some reason, the mushrooms just don't grow on grow on my property. Well, I, I have those black oaks, man. I know that those are those are great little uh, critters to keep in the squirrels and everything else like oh, that. I, I, if you like, those squir- are valuable if you, trees. If you, if you like squirrel hunting, I've got plenty of squirrels. There's, you know, the black uh, black walnuts, uh, black oak kind of things uh, in Texas, East Texas. People used to plant them when their kids were born. It was a tradition where yeah. they would they would plant uh, for their kids, and you know why they did that? Because it would literally, when they grew up to go to college, they would cut that tree down, and it would pay for like the first year of college. That uh, black walnut tree, they're so valuable. 
So if you have those on your property, man, those they're, things are like gold. I, they're you know they're few and far between, but we 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 mark those trees and we you know we make uh, we do some extra you know cutting around them so that sure. nothing nothing uh, impinges uh, that tree reaching its full potential because you know should we ever need it it you know it's cutting money in the bank. It is. It's I mean it's one of the best savings accounts you can get. If I were you, I'd be out there with that white paint doing like they do down in the Bahamas. I'd paint that white paint on the bottom of them. So that, you know, the woodpeckers, everybody get the bugs while they're going up the tree. You know, that's why they do that. I did not know that. Yeah. I, I, it took, I didn't, didn't know that until I asked somebody. I'm like, why do they paint those trees white like that? Because when the bugs come up from the ground and they get on a backdrop of white, the birds can see them and sweep, come in and get them and mm. eat them. Or they get up there and mess up your tree. Yep. I was like, learn something new every day. Oh, I've yeah. never known that. You know, with you know, we got you know, with turkey season coming up. You know, the the big thing that we're doing is, uh, you know, we're getting ready to to drill our uh, our spring food plots. You know, and, and we're switching over from you. Know, normally, we do soybeans, but if you don't get the the right amount amount of rain at the right times, uh, it, you know, it can if they fail, you've got nothing in the field. So we're going with a a product called Summer Release. It's got fourteen different seeds in it. So. If you got fourteen different seeds, something's going to grow. <laughs> so, Cover all the bases. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not going to go with any mono crops anymore. It's everything's going to be blends because I'm just tired when the when the rain doesn't fall. You know, you I don't know how people farm for a living because I know how stressful it is when I'm doing food plots. If I had to rely on that to feed my family and pay my bills, oh, drive me right o- right over the edge. Now you know why they're pumping out millions of gallons out of the ground every year, man, because you got to cover your bases on that. Have you ever done the uh, greens and turnips type things out there? You know, the a lot of the blends that we that we use have uh, have turnips and uh, sugar beets in them, but you know, uh, it's got you know, it's it's one of those things that you know the the uh, deer you know are a browse feeder. They they, sure. they they switch food sources all during the year depending on what they what their needs are and what's growing. So we just we try to pack as much stuff as we can into our food plots. Well, I know that uh, David and all that stuff, he loves those things up north uh, on Georgia, Carolinas. Uh, those deer, they find those turnips, man. They'll paw them up out of the ground, and when, they when, love them to death. But the that. other thing is, is when you do the sugar beets, and you're experiencing this now, is those seem to also bring in the hogs. They'll find those things really good. You so. know, the, the we our hog, you know, knock on knock on wood that it continues is really is really transient. They they come off uh, some of the government land. They they transit us, and uh, I haven't had a huge problem. The funny thing was is that we thought we were starting to get some resident hogs, so we built the hog traps, baited them up, and as soon as we baited the hog traps up. The uh, the black bear showed up. And as soon as the black bear showed up, the hogs disappeared. What? So I didn't have a didn't have a didn't have a hog problem anymore. But it kind of made when you in that early morning when you're walking to the stand, you're you're hoping you're not the you're not you know, you're the apex predator and <laughs> not not the you're not going to meet uh, you know Smokey the bear coming the other way uh, down the trail. Depends on what rifle you got in your hand at the time. Well, I'm not well, dur- yeah, during archery season, you know, it's one of those things where <laughs> you better be pretty quick with that trigger, man. Better be real quick with the load and draw. Well, uh, that one right there is one of those things that everybody's starting to experience and uh, with hogs going the way they are. I don't know if you heard last week, but, you know, out in Texas, they lost uh, uh, almost uh, 40 or some places, 60% of their axis population. The exotics couldn't handle oh, the winter. Crazy? But at yep. the end of the story, you'll see that, you know, the wild hogs, uh, they're fine. Yeah. Didn't affect them of whatsoever. Course of course yeah, not. Of course not. Yeah, they're all... They're all well and good because, unlike uh, 
axes, you know, like hogs, axes deer won't get in a big old pile somewhere yeah. underneath a, a thing and just pile up on top of each yeah. other and make a big pile of pork and stay warm. I was uh, talking to some some friends that that have uh, you know operations that have you know uh, axis deer and fallow deer and and some of the exotic species and in most in in most of their properties they lost at least half the population. That's I know they, it's, they're they're saying it'll take five to ten years for them to rebuild their stock to what it was prior to this uh, this freeze that went through. That's crazy. I know that uh, a lot of guys were saying it's it's going to be years before they're before they make baby makers. But, I, you know, speaking of Texas, I was going to say, I don't know if any of you guys saw this or not, but, uh, you know, Ted Nugent's living out there. He's got that ranch part out there yeah. uh, out in Texas now, and he's having a uh, apparently a big giant auction, a bunch of his stuff that he's going to be getting rid of. So it's about time that he's going to be uh, getting rid of a bunch of stuff. Hmm. So, like, is it memorabilia? Uh, like? Everything. It's, uh, you know, we like auctions here. I mean, with our boy Harris and, and stuff, he does his. We like to report all that stuff. But it's on Saturday, March 27th, out in Waco, Texas. I don't know if you have to be there in person, but uh, 400 items. Ted's personal collection guns, one of a kind guitars, custom touring equipment, fully restored 1968 Ford Bronco, and more. And uh, it's all happening on. Uh, Saturday, March 27th. I think he's probably to the point where Shemaine probably went, you know, you need to get rid of some of these toys. You've got way too <laughs> and, many toys and the, out And here. the auction catalog that lists everything it will only cost you $50. Wait, you, you have to buy the, the Yeah, you have catalog? to buy the I – just, I just tried to pull it up. They, if you want the catalog to, to take a look at what uh, Uncle Ted is uh, auctioning off, it's going to cost you 50 bucks. Well, that sucks. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to go to it right now, and it won't let me get in there. But that you got to pay fifty dollars for. <laughs> How much money you got? I got a ten. Right, I spent mine on me. the Chick Fil A this yeah, morning. Yeah, you did. You spent fifty dollars right there alone. <laughs> uh, I, I went to the learn more part of it. Is that where you went? Because uh, I, I, you know, I pulled up. I just typed in. Uh, it's at uh, Burley, Burley Auction. BurleyAuction.com, and yeah. the first thing that pops up is. Uh, uh, Ted Nugent's auction catalog, fifty dollars. That's it. That's all I get. Yes, yay. So you know, Diego. right, right there, you're fifty bucks in the hole from you know before you even buy you know any any of the items. Well, you know, if you buy anything whatsoever, it's going to be worth more than fifty bucks. So you'll probably get your money back. You know, it's no big deal. Uh, you'll you'll get it back somehow. I just thought that that was pretty interesting. Uh, what was the? Where did you find it? Where did you get that website? Because I can't. F- Burley Burley Auction.com. Burley B U R L E Y. B U R L E Y Auction.com. Burley Auction.com. Well, now we're all going to be enthralled looking here trying to see if we can sneak around and find it. Nah, they need to buy it. We should start an opening bid for that Bronco for about, uh, what, five grand? That's pretty reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be the starting bid. That, Starting that, might, buy, that might buy you the gas cap. Yeah, seriously. Or, or maybe the wheels and tires. I don't know. <laughs> All right, break time. Here we go. Brought to you by Brandon Ford. Figure Wild Outdoors. You can give us a call at 888-404-1010. It's 888-404-1010. We'll be back.
Welcome back, everybody. Bigger Wild Outdoors. Brent Gunn, Barton Blair, Tom Free, Diego, all in the studio today, hanging out with you. I lost them, Diego. They're gone. They're gone from me. They both have the uh, Burley Auction site. They figured out how to get onto the online catalog. And now for the entire break, all they've been going back and forth is just like, oh, my gosh, there's an AKU on here. Oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. It's like a... So how far off were we on the Bronco? What's the current bid on the Bronco? $55,000 is the current bid on the Bronco. So we were only off by $50,000. not too bad. I mean, uh, at least we would have got things rolling, you know, with the five grand on there. I mean, it would have been fun to just be like, oh, five grand. Okay, next bid, $5,500. Thank you you for participating. (laughs) I bid 5,000 clams. It's got the diamond plate interior. This is this thing's done up. No, wait a minute. Now I did see a couple of uh, firearms that I was interested in. There was a, a Glock. What was the uh, the big Glock that they had there at the oh, okay. uh, top of the page? I got to go back. The TM Ted Nugent uh, Glock or Special Edition one. What is that? Is that a ten uh, mil? The TM. Uh, it's the Model Twenty. Yeah, that's a ten millimeter. Yeah. Yeah. Current bid is uh, twenty eight hundred. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Is he autographed? What is it? Is it autographed? See, I can't see what they're looking at. All I can see is thumbs um, moving through the scrolling pages. Well, I mean, if you call it autograph of uh, you know Ted Nugent's, one of his sayings of God, guns, and rock and roll. Dude, I have that book. Um, I have yeah. that book. That would go perfect with my book, but I ain't spending that much on a Glock. Are you out of your mind? Say, at the end of the day, it's still a Glock. It is. Uh, I mean, it's a nice <laughs> one, but what else? Uh, it? Do you have the uh, Dan Wesson? The, is there the, West the White Buffalo it? Tour uh, AK? <gasps> I like those. It was given to the uh, AK cr- uh, to the crew of the uh, 2012 tour. That Does was, that uh, say there's only that's 21 to 24 or something? There's only 24 of those made. Uh, n- tour this is number nineteen of twenty four. Oh, so there's dude. A, and the current bid. How much money you got, Diego? Twelve hundred bucks for that. Twelve hundred for an AK. That's, yeah, but what kind of AK? It doesn't say. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't, it? doesn't no. say. Doesn't have the manufacturer. Nope, does not say. What's that on the front say? Is it burned in there? It's like uh, engraved on the front of that. What does it say? Oh. I don't know. Oh, I, th- I think you need. I think your neighbors would like you to get the uh, Ted Nugent inscribed signal cannon. So that way, you know, uh, you could fire it, you know, when the dude. Bucks score a touchdown. Tom has that down the street. He's already got that. He's got the cannon, man, Super Bowl. Boom! That thing was going we off. Had the, we had the door open. Fire the cannon. Yeah, every time, it was so funny because there'd be a delay. It'd be like, touchdown, Tampa Bay! And we'd you, all get quiet and listen. Oh, I mean, hear that cannon go off. Fire the cannons! Well, dude, uh, man. Uh, dude, look at this recurve, man. Uh, it's a Fred oh, Bear, a Man of True stuff. Spirit, uh, current bid, 550 We need Jonathan for that to see if, uh, you know you know what it is? It's like when you go to an auction, and I have a guy like Tom Free sitting next to me, and we're at Ducks Unlimited, or we're at the Turkey Banquet, or we're at uh, Friends of the NRA. You always get that guy, like Tom Free, who's sitting there next to you at the table and goes, all right, I got a Browning X-Bolt, 270 caliber, uh, and immediately they all lean in and go, What's retail on that? What's what's cost on that? What, what's, what do you what do you, what's the cost on that? What do you got? Well, it's about you know I don't know. It depends on the gun shop. Uh, four seventy five. I bid four hundred seventy five bucks. And they always start with like that, and then they move up from there. That's the being the gun guy at the table is the worst thing to do at an auction. Is that a fiddle? Yes, yeah, Charlie Daniels signed no fiddle made of way. gold. Are you kidding me? Yep. How much is that? Uh, current bid is seven thousand. Wow, dude. 
Well, the, the, the show's over. I mean, seriously. I mean, we're going to be on this thing all day because yeah, there's like I, over 400 items of on this thing. For, <laughs> so, for so, so, so what? Are, so you think it's you know his wife Charmaine just said it's it, you know you've got room after room of just stuff. It's time. It's time exactly. to, to thin it down. You know, he, he know she did because uh, the kids, most of his kids, are grown now and they're all in college and doing their own thing and uh, hanging out with him to go hunting every once in a while, but. You know, I remember, remember, um, uh, what's his name from Kiss? Gene. Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. He did the same thing. His wife went in there and said, Gene, you have got to get rid of some of this stuff in here. I mean, we are just overwhelmed with, because if you think about the life of those people, think how much stuff is just given to them. I mean, T-shirts or our, our guns or whatever it is. We want you to be the first one to own our brand new Schmigma uh, firearm. And go out, give it your best, and see if you can break it and do whatever. So you throw that in the pile, and uh, you know, and then all of a sudden, one of your wife walks in and goes, "All this stuff needs to go. I just, it's just get it out of here. Do you even use it anymore? Why are you keeping it? The kids don't want it. I mean, you know, get rid of it. And you have an auction like this. I, I found something in my in my, in my price range. It's a uh, Ted Nugent race suit. One hundred and twenty-five bucks, like NASCAR suit. Yep, I don't think you're gonna fit in that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not I wasn't gonna go there. Um, I don't want to. But just think about it. Great for Halloween. What are you gonna go as? Ted Nugent, race car driver? That makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, I totally would. <laughs> he's gonna go as Ricky. He's gonna go as Ricky Bobby. The Ricky Bobby by Ted Nugent. Ricky Bobby of the Ted Nugent world. Rock and roll. See that? That's what I'm talking about. Something like that. Somebody made that for him for one episode of something, so that he could go right around in his own little suit. And now it's sitting in a closet somewhere. And Tremaine's like, dude, there's a lot of pistols on here. Well, yeah. Think about think about everything he's 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 shown him shooting over the years on that TV show. Oh yeah. I mean, he's got he's probably got one of just about everything. Did you say there's a lot of bows on there too? Yeah, Yeah. but there a lot of them are are older are older bows. So you know, like oh, he's got a 37 millimeter. How much does he want for that? Flare launch, 37 millimeter flare launcher. Yeah, Uh, all with a folding stock. Yeah, 550 bucks. Dude, that's cheap. That is really cheap. Yeah, but when do I get paid again? Let's see. Spend your stimulus stimulus check Can on you, it. Uh, I don't get those. They don't send those to me. Are you crazy? <laughs> do you have a uh, thirty-seven millimeter uh, flares in stock there at uh, G five? I can find thirty-seven millimeters anytime you want to, my friend, and it doesn't have to be a flare. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to say that. The last one that I actually oh, had horrible. was uh, <laughs> was the six shot rotary that you wind yeah. up. You know, and you had to you know go. I mean, it would fire. Uh, we sold that one to a movie company that was filming a movie up in uh, Georgia. And then they called a week later and then bought the uh, Smith & Wesson Model 29 single shot one. I should have. The day I walked in there to buy that thing, it was being boxed up. And I went, why, why are we boxing up the 37 mil? We're sending up to Georgia, man. That movie company bought it that you talked to. And I was like, son of a. Because that one was a good one. Dude, that's a good. That is a good price for that. You, you know what? What do you have to do to get on there to do the auction to bid on those things? Do you have to uh, register and do all that kind of I, stuff? I'm uh, sure you do. I'll figure it out. <clears throat> You're getting break. your stimulus check, aren't you? Yes. What? Maybe. 
Your boyfriend's standing outside waving at you, Bart. <laughs> oh, God, here's Steve Austin. <laughs> what? Oh. No. That, that would be Tom's, not me. <laughs> no, it's fine. Just for the record, Ted's been talking about that Glock 20 for 100 years. Yeah. Well, we had the story was carrying that gun. Yeah, well, this is the camo one that he's got that they probably gave to him and that he doesn't. I got five of them. I don't need this one. And the the Bronco he's had on the show 100 times. Oh, yeah. The Bronco. Days of our lives and watch the hunting show once in a while. You know what? Just get out. Yeah, he's dressed to go turkey hunting, and he's here in the studio to do radio. What the hell? I called a few in here. Oh, did you? He I'm sure there are plenty of turkeys walking around this building. Greatest story ever from Steve Austin about turkey hunting is not actually turkey hunting. He lives over here not far from the station over uh, on the other side of uh, 9th Street over here. And one night he was uh, in the evening. He was like, you know, that's when he used to smoke. He doesn't smoke anymore, but he would go out on the back patio and smoke a cigarette, and he would practice his turkey call. And so he would go out there in the evening, and he'd be doing some clucks and purrs, you know, like, you know, just doing it on a slate because he can't use a mouth call because he'll instantly throw up. Uh, so he just uh, it would be out there on a on a box call or something, just practicing. And then so one, one night he goes out there, he left it on the table, he picks it up, and he kind of goes. He said two houses down, all of a sudden he heard. <laughs> and he dang near crept as you know what so he was like what the and he, and he went bip, 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 and he went <laughs> and he, some guy that two houses down whipped out his gobble call and was answering him back oh that's hilarious <laughs> he said he said but he, when it first went off it just freaked him out he was like what the well i didn't expect that so he went down to his neighbor's house and knocked on the door and he was like dude i just want to tell you you just got me so good <laughs> just got me really really good all right, we're going to take a break. Pick him while indoors. Oh, look, there's Uncle Ted right now. wonder if he's selling this guitar. I don't think so. What's that, Big Gibson? There was a lot. There was a couple of Gibson. There, yeah, there's Really? Several. Yeah. Well, we're, we're done, so we're going to have to go look and see what go, else is on the auction. i to go pawn some stuff. <laughs> Honey, are you still wearing that wedding ring of yours? I think it's worth 300 bucks. All right, we're going to take a break. It is a big wild outdoors. We'll be right back. Outdoors, hour number two, deep into it. Brain Gun, Bart Blair, Tom Free, Diego, and Steve Austin. Thunder is now in the is now in the house. Uh, 
I, wanna, I had to turn that auction off. I you want to bring up some ACDC it. stories while you're in here? You just want to let those sleeping no, dogs I'll, I'll lie? stay out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably be I your think best the statute part. of limitations is probably up. Yeah. Now, what's really funny is because when we were talking about the Ted Nugent thing, you got to understand that uh, Steve Austin knows both sides of Ted. So uh, Steve, back in the 95 YNF days, knows Ted through... Uh, the rock and roll days, uh, known cat him through there. fever days. Yeah, through the cat scratch. And then, uh, of course, when he became more known as the outspoken political uh, pro-gunner hunter part of it, of course, Steve was also involved in that as well. So uh, he Great was guy, he was not joking when he said that, uh, uh, you know, we've known about – because I remember one time when Steve and I were doing the show back in the day, uh, we answered the phone. I think uh, Lips was our producer back then and was over there picking his nose or something. And um, Steve said, answer the phone. There's somebody calling because he hates to I keep people he on hold. He, he, he wants to keep nobody on hold. So he says, answer the phone, answer the phone. So I said, click. And we clicked it and I said, no, this was the time where we said, hello. And he yeah. said, hey, boys, how's it going? And we're like, hey, how's it going? We didn't know who it was. We were just enthusiastic caller. We said, hey, how you doing? He's like, boys, I just had to call in and say hello and see what's going on up there with my blood brothers up there in, uh, at the, at the uh, Austin and Gun show. And I was like, we're looking at each other going like, who the heck is this guy? And we're like, oh, that's great. What are you doing? He goes, well, I'm down south. We're, uh, he was hunting buffalo. Remember he was down in Sarasota or something, uh, killing a buffalo Dude, or something? I can't remember back then. I was probably <laughs> high that day. <laughs> <laughs> but he was calling in. Because he wanted to put in his two cents worth of the uh, the pig cages. That's how long ago it was. Yeah. Uh, about the you know the birthing cage thing, and it was going on the amendment on oh, our constitution right, right. and all yeah. that stuff. And then they were also it was something to do with the dogs or something. And he was yeah. all he's like, "What in the hell is this? I hear about this doing on and getting on the ballot." And I know we're like, "Who is?" He's like, "This is Uncle Ted, Ted Nugent." We're like, "The Ted Nugent," and he's like. Well, who else would it be? <laughs> and we're like, no way. This guy's calling our show just for whatever. Guy used to ride a buffalo on stage. Come on. A real buffalo. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah that's true. But uh, he was down around Sarasota somewhere with some friends. They were going hog hunting, and then uh, he had an opportunity to go shoot a an Asian buffalo or something that someone you know, had down knows. running around down there. So he was just in town I to kill I think they were having stuff. the big ba- a bald eagle hunt. <laughs> Maybe it might have been the bald eagle hunt, uh, but he was apparently listened to the show and heard it and uh, and uh, called in. Freaked me out. I had no idea that Ted I, Nugent would be listening to our little poultry show. I say he listens to every hunting show when he's driving through a state somewhere. Oh, I'm sure. The he thing wants... I love about Ted as a guest is you could just ask him one question and go and have just... some coffee and go to the bathroom and <laughs> go to the bank. Go go to the bank, check your car. <laughs> He'd yeah. still be talking to you get back. So, Ted, what do you think about that uh, Candace Owens uh, debate that he had over the Second Amendment and just turn off the mics and walk away? Yeah. Because it'll just go for about 25 minutes. I always just wrote down two questions because you knew that was an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How you doing? I couldn't be better, man. I was not doing it. And he'll give you the entire spiel on 15 different hunts before he came on and got you know, on the he's phone. Done, he's done a lot for the veterans, too, taking uh, the That's wounded true. warriors hunting out yeah. there at his ranch and... And uh, if you want my opinion, I think Ted's 70 years old. I think it's just, I, I have those thoughts, and I'm not 70. And I, I've, you know, just it's time to unload all this stuff where it ends up confiscated or in probate or 
Time time to get rid of it and let somebody enjoy it. And I think that's what he's doing. Because Ted's, what, 70-something, 71 now? Yeah, but he's, uh, dude, he doesn't look it. Yeah, he's. I, I mean, he's uh, obviously I, I understand, but there comes clean a time you got to lighten the load a little. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. Well, I understand. But, dude, 400 items that are ones that you and I would look at and go, yeah, I, I couldn't get rid of that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like unless you, you, you had th- ten think, of them. Yeah, think of think of how much stuff he actually has. If That's this what I is mean. what if this is what he's auctioning, it yeah. just must be unbelievable. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure he's keeping seventy thousand guns. <laughs> yeah, mean, but I mean, you know, it's like my dad. I mean, I lived around him my whole life. He passed away last year. He had stuff I had no clue he had, no idea. Yeah, well, I never know. seen him, never heard about him. Yeah, I'm Steve. Going, what? Steve all of a sudden texted me, going, "Have you ever seen this shotgun? Where do I get some? Mm-hmm. Can he get chokes for this?" He's like, "I didn't even know my dad even had an over and under." No, and none uh, of it fired. All of it brand new. Now, brand that's, new that's in the what box. Old guys do. Oh. Yeah, and that's probably what these are. I mean, uh, you look at some of these, and uh, I mean, uh, I don't know about the guitars. I'm sure he's put his fingers on every single one. But of every those, guitar but player owns 75 guitars. That, yeah. That's about right. You even got, if they don't have money, you ever notice that? I remember, you know, being in college, and you go over a guy's house play guitar. He had eleven of them, and he couldn't buy food. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> true. Living on ramen noodles. Yeah. Yeah, you, everyone has to have priorities. Well, and I think that I think you could also probably throw gun owners in that same boat uh, for the most part, because uh, like anything yeah. else, you look at it as a set of golf clubs. You go, I got this one for long range. I got this for short range. I got these for when I got to get out of a trap. And, Which uh, explains how I have 11, 12 gauges now. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe it. I know. He's like, and then oh, down here's the thing. You got you say you got 11, and, so let's get rid of two of them. Which two are you going to pick? Nah, I can't do it. See? <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think the time will come that, you know, I'm like, I'll never part. I'm taking the, the Super Black Eagle, the black synthetic left-handed ejecting. I'm taking that to the grave with me. They're putting It'll be that in the, in box. the box. Yeah, there's all, I only own I only own a couple of guns that are probably going to go on the box. That'd be my uh, my 410 Topper Junior, my very first uh, firearm ever, and then uh, uh, maybe the Polish Radom. I'm not sure. That well, one, I remember that my dad going to Vietnam, and I've still got the very first shotgun he ever bought me at Springfield Savage from Sears. Yeah, that he paid forty five dollars for. We got my uh, we got my H and R at uh, what was the uh, hardware store that had Western Auto. Oh yeah, that's where we got it. And nobody uh, went to uh, really gun stores back then. You'd be in you know in Ace Hardware wherever and go. Oh look at that twelve gauge. They got more buy that one. Man. Yeah, I, I you know I think that the only one that I remember uh, the Ace out there on uh, thirty nine outside of Plant City. They were like one of the last ones that still sold ammo. Yeah. And uh, still had firearms there, and uh, they they just recently stopped doing it. So, well, I told I don't know if that was political or corporate. I I don't know, but I, I told you about living on Edwards, and of course, you know they don't have a gun store on the Air Force Base. So once in a while, they'd have a guy come out and have a big uh, box truck, and have sixty guns in it, and you know do a little sale on the Air Force Base for guys that want to buy a shotgun or something. Where was he from? I, I, just a rep prob- or something. Well, I mean, there were towns, you know. Sixty miles away, not in Boron, <laughs> but uh, you know you had Lancaster and Tehachapi, and those places weren't that far away. And yeah, I, I know exactly where those are. Yeah, nobody. Knows I, where I don't they know are. what this. <laughs> Once you I get think out Lancaster's the home of Skunk Works, so they make all the top secret stuff nobody gets to talk about. Well, then why aren't we talking about it now? We don't As need a guy that was arrested by the air police, I can speak from experience. <laughs> <laughs> Thirteen, I'm already doing time. <laughs> <laughs> On Edwards Air Force Base. Yeah, because yeah. they had that curfew. You know, don't don't be out after nine. Period. Yeah, doesn't mean nine oh one. It means nine. 
That's because there's things that fly around at night that you're not supposed to see. I guess, but I was flying over to the next door where the German girl lived. Oh, Your papers, please. Why are you in my yard? <laughs> it's amazing how many of those showed up at Air Force bases after World War II. Yeah, it? yeah, that that was the deal. He was a civilian employee. Oh, sure yeah. he was. And I don't know Operate, what, what Operation Paperclip or whatever paper that was. Clip. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. I, I don't know what he did for a living, but he sure made good-looking girls. I think they uh, lined them all up, and the U.S. went well. T- it's like choosing sides for dodgeball. We'll take that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy. Your Russians can have all those dudes. But yeah. we're thinking these guys. Take the plumber, take the janitor. <laughs> He's all yours. That tank guy, you can have him. We, we don't need these. Uh, we'll take all these rocket dudes. It's a great hunting, uh, hunting out there, though. Oh, man. What Lots are you, you hunting at Edwards? There's nothing uh, out there. Jackrabbits. Uh, well, I mean, you couldn't shoot them, of course. But, I mean, back then we had mountain, mountain lions were all over that place because there was no predators. Nobody was shooting them. Nobody's hunting them. I mean, you couldn't drive down the road without seeing a mountain lion. If you eat a mountain lion, you'll be shooting a mountain lion. If I eat one? If you eat mountain lion, you'll be shooting one. They are nah, delicious, man. I'm not eating a cat. What? No thanks. Dude, we had it at the uh, Mountain Man Stew at the Wild Game Dinner. Why don't you take one of those big claws left over and slap yourself in the face with it? I don't want to eat a cat. <laughs> I didn't shoot it. Somebody else shot it. But I did turn over a piece of tin. Well, I told you, Rat Patrol. These guys are probably too young to remember it, but Rat Patrol. Oh, you remember yeah. Rat Patrol? Still, it's still on TV late at night. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Still on. They They're awesome. There. When I lived there, they filmed that show there because, of course, they had a million acres and nobody out there. So, and it looks like every desert across uh, the world, of course. Yeah, and they, they would, you know, they would set up little towns. It was supposed to be a town in, in Africa somewhere because they were fighting in the desert in Africa. Northern Africa, yep. And, and remember the guy with the glasses? I can't remember his name on the show. He uh, stuck his foot out of a Jeep. The driver, the yeah. rowdy or blonde haired yeah, dude. Like yeah, that. yeah. And, and, he, and he stopped the Jeep, and they're filming this scene. He sticks his foot out and puts it right down on a sidewinder and got nailed. And uh, the Air Force sent a helicopter out there, and they picked him up and rushed him to the base hospital. Because, I, I mean, it was a big sidewinder. <laughs> see some monsters. <laughs> that'll, that'll light you up out there. Yeah, but we had, you know, had jackrabbits. You have little cottontails. Of course, nobody ate them because they had a worm problem there then. I don't know why. Then they have, like, uh, those, uh, what are those other quail that don't really fly? The Roadrunners? Blue no, quail? <laughs> Road no, blue runners. quail. They're blue quail, but there's uh, another name it's for them. Mer- mer- well, there's Mern, Scaled, Scaled. Gould. Yeah, they got a, they got a bunch of different The one that has a little uh, curly cue on its yeah. head. Didn't they have those out uh, there? I, and, uh, I don't know. I don't remember seeing those. But, I mean, but, you know, we had a rod and gun club because they, I'll say the Air Force did take care of us because when you lived at Edwards, there's no, nowhere else to go, nothing to do. Well, it takes you, what, 45 minutes just to get off the to base? Boron, to To get, uh, just to get off the property. Two motels and a store. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. I mean, there's, there's there's nothing there, but but you know it's fun hunting because that's good practice shooting them jackrabbits, man. Because they're just all over the place. <laughs> and he didn't eat them. No, but what? something did. But, but yeah, coyotes did. You know, we had a lot. Golden of, Eagles did. Yeah. Any, anybody that ever lived there or been there probably knows it. But I mean, they had a lot of ghost towns from the 1800s when the 49ers were going through there panning for gold. And my dad, we were in one of those ghost towns one day, found a really wide gold wedding band, a woman's wedding band, real small. And he gave it to his mother, and when she died, they buried it on her finger. And, man, ain't no telling where that thing came from. Some old lady dropped it, and it went through the cracks in the cabin, and that was that. And uh, that day, my dad's messing around looking for coins and, and stuff, and I flip a big piece of tin over, and there's a mountain lion. I am swear from here to the glass, four feet. Wow, I'll get that in my face. We call those panthers in Florida, but out there they call them mountain lions. Well, in, t- in Tennessee, it wouldn't be a panther. It would be a mountain lion. 
Well, it's because you got mountains there. We don't have. Do you mountains see that there. picture of that Black Panther? Somebody who posted the other day in Florida in that little. Oh, that's supposed to be down south. That they say it's down there running around. Well, Is that around Mockley or something? Yeah, I can't yeah, remember. Why I don't know. Last time I saw one was on TV. Uncle Si said he saw one outside the ranch on uh, Duck Dynasty. Well, they're supposed to be extinct, but then a lot of things up. One day, T-Rex in your yard. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that, that was a cool place to live. In Tom Free's still dealing with a coyote problem that's moved, has apparently migrated yeah. uh, around down to his new neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're you moving see, all you, you see them in, in – uh, I've seen them in, in uh, downtown St. Pete. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where there, wherever there's a feral cat, there will be a coyote in this town. You know that theater. We well, gotta take a break. It's 58. Okay, fine. Shut up. Jeez, we're gonna take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Top of the hour. Hour Hurry. three. Hour three and more Steve Austin. When we get back, we'll be right back. Yeah. 